0: Throw me a frickin' bone here. I'm the boss. Need the info. Welcome to another episode of the New England Society of Geeks podcast. Uh, In fact, this is the first episode of the new year, 2020. Some would say it's the episode of the new decade. Some would say it is the first, excuse me, the first episode of the new decade. Some would say it is the first episode of the last year of the decade, depending on how you look at things, I guess that's a debate for another time and another place. And I kind of don't really have an opinion on that either way. Um, so this year for 2020, one of my new year's resolutions was to make this podcast, uh, the new England society of geeks, uh, a a bigger and better podcast. Um, which, Uh, you know, I haven't done the best job with so far with this podcast, but this year I'm going to improve, trying to put out a episode a week. I have a lot of ideas for new episodes, including this episode, which I'm starting a new thing that I will hopefully do each month, depending on how it goes. And, uh, I'm calling it the month in review. So. I came up with this idea basically because, well, you know, being the end of the year and everything, everybody does their year in review things. And of course, again, depending on your point of view, some people do the decade in review and all that. And I thought, what? I don't, I don't have the memory for any of that. And I don't have a team of researchers to help me out. So, and really, you know, I think there's enough of that going on, but what I can do what what the idea that I came up with is to do a month in review, and um you know basically, at the beginning of each month, I'll kind of talk about the stuff that I have uh, um the big things that happened in the previous month, and this this is a big one because December was a big month for a lot of stuff um you know, this would be my thoughts on movies or t v shows comics uh who knows, whatever else, whatever else, video games, um, whatever else I find interesting in a particular month. So, uh, this is going to be the month in review for December, 2019. So sit back, relax, and let's talk about some of the big stuff that came out in December of 2019. Um, um, some of this stuff, like this first thing I want to talk about, technically it came out in November, and that's the Mandalorian. Came out in November with Disney Plus, but it just had its big season finale and in December. And so I can now finally talk about the entire thing. So Mandalorian. What did I think of it? Yeah, that's all right. No, I'm just kidding just kidding, uh, oh, actually, truth be told, I have loved it. I loved the entire thing. um some people have been have felt less positive about certain episodes here or there. I did not feel that um, rather, I enjoyed every episode, obviously, some a little less than others, but as a whole, I loved the Mandalorian. I think it's an amazing show. I can't wait for season two. I I am amazed at what Jon Favreau has been able to do with this show. And also um, amazed at what some of the directors of the show have been able to do as well. Um, the finale. Oh, I'm not going to. I'm going to try not to spoil anything that hasn't already. I'm not going to spoil anything major. Um, so don't worry. I'm going to try not to spoil it. So episode eight, that <laughs> without getting into into details, the finale of the Mandalorian was without a doubt, the best episode of the season of a great season as a whole. And I love this show. I'm very happy, very satisfied with this show. And, um, I mean how could you not love a show that brings you baby Yoda? I know, I know. Technically he's called The Child, which <laughs> leads me to an a really dumb argument that I've seen some people try to start up where some people like it's not baby Yoda, it's it's not the baby of Yoda. No no nobody's saying it's baby it is the baby version of Yoda. We all know that's not what this is. It's just that we don't know what Yoda species is. And as far as we know, we've only seen two versions. Well, three, including baby Yoda. <laughs> um, Yoda and Yaddle and baby Yoda. What a family they would make. Of. And we don't know where this, the child comes from. But come on, it's a baby version of whatever Yoda is. So it's baby Yoda. Just accept it. And it's so cute oh i fell in love with him the first moment i seen him i saw him excuse me and no i'm not tired of him yet i put him on my phone back as a background so i see him every time i look at my phone he makes me happy as does the mandalorian a great show i'm very happy with very pleased if you haven't watched it yet for whatever reason I highly recommend it if you're a Star Wars fan and you haven't watched it yet for whatever reason you don't want to do Disney Plus or whatever you are severely missing out because this this show is what Star Wars is all about uh as a great kind of a western motif in a way, which I love the characters are all great, the story's great the uh again i can't I can't get into too much detail without spoiling anything so i won't i'll just say if you haven't watched it yet you need to watch it and if you have watched it i don't know about you but i kind of feel like watching it again and i i oh I'm, i cannot wait for the next season excellent job excellent job on that one that is a must see so next up oh. we are going to move to a different corner of the Star Wars universe. And we are going to talk about Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. Um, So, of course, if you're listening to this show, I'm going to assume you know all the details on this. Again, I'm not going to spoil anything. You know it's the final film of the nine Movies, you know, it's the end to the Skywalker saga, blah, blah, blah. The end to the trilogy started by JJ Ames with The Force Awakens. You should know all this. So, with that being said, what are my thoughts on the rise of Skywalker? Well, first, let me start by saying, uh, giving you a little background on me. I have been a huge, huge huge fan of Star Wars since the very first moment I laid eyes on it in the theater as a wee lad back in 1977. Um, It has intertwined itself in my life in many ways. It, including um, it is how it has been a big part of how me and my best friend, chris who is also the co-host on my other podcast keepers of the fringe check us out there um it is it has been a big part of our childhood and how we became friends um and it's it's just always been a big part of my life so with that being said um of course i love the original trilogy new hope uh also known as star wars to those of us who are older <laughs> Um, Empire Strikes Back my favorite, still my favorite movie, and Return of the Jedi the original trilogy was great, uh, and I remember the days after Return of the Jedi, the dark days, when there was no more Star Wars when it was all over but then it came back and then we got the prequel trilogies which I was very excited for And then they came out. And I don't hate them. I really don't. There are a lot of things about them that I like and that I find interesting. But there's also a lot of things that I have problems with. A lot of things. But I won't get into that because that's not what this is. And then, of course, when I found out... That you know, when Disney had bought Luke's film and I found out they were going to start making new Star Wars films, starting with The Force Awakens, and that J.J. Abrams was going to do The Force Awakens, I was very excited. And I really loved The Force Awakens when it came out. I still really enjoy it, but now I see it in a different light. And I'll get into that in a minute. Next up The Last Jedi, a very polarizing film. Among Star Wars fans. And although many of you listening will disagree with this, I personally really enjoyed The Last Jedi. It wasn't perfect. Of course, there are a few things I wish had been done differently. The whole Mary Poppins Leia thing was a bit... Anyway, I wasn't crazy about that. But still, overall, I enjoyed the film for what it was and what it added to the uh, Star Wars canon. Um, And that is a very unpopular opinion, I realize, but I'm sorry, people. And I have watched it more than once, and I still enjoy it. Again, there are some things that I would change, but overall, I really enjoyed it. That brings us to The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. (laughs) We went backwards. No. That brings us to The Rise of Skywalker. And here's what I can say about The Rise of Skywalker. I loved it. I enjoyed it. It even got me uh, choked up a few times while I was watching it. Then, afterwards, my friend, Chris, my best friend, Chris, and I did uh, an episode of Keepers of the Fringe where we talked about it. Um You can check that out. That's Keepers of the Fringe, um, my other podcast that I co-host. And the more we talked about it, the more we discussed it, the more we realized there are a lot of problems with the movie. Like, a lot of problems. And not enough that it makes me hate the film. I still really like it. I still really enjoyed it. But I am of the opinion that Rise of Skywalker especially after The Last Jedi. Rise of Skywalker was good, but not great. So there's, there's my main opinion on it. It was good, but not great. Also, if this were the last Star Wars film we would ever get, I don't think I would be satisfied with it. I don't think I, I, don't think I would. But we are eventually going to get more Star Wars films after they take a break, which I suppose will be a good thing. Um, recharge, reevaluate. You know, it just—it was very, like, like, like Chris said on *Keepers of the Fringe*. It, it's, it's a very hacky film. It, it, it hit, It just kind of goes through the motions of giving everybody what they want, and it's not a strong story. And there's a lot of things about it that I feel like were just thrown in there, just to, to just to answer questions without really. I don't know. It's I don't know. I do want to see it again. I do. I do. I want to watch it again. See if my opinion changes. Changes. My coworker can uh, coworker co host Ken on Wookie Radio, which is the Star Wars podcast I am a co host on. Um, he saw it twice and he, he said that, you know, watching it, this he loved it. He said watching it the second time, kind of, um, he got to see things that he hadn't noticed the first time. Of course, that's always the way. Including, and and this is a cool thing about it, which I do like. There are a lot of connections to other things in the Star Wars universe, which is good. There's even a connection to the... Uh, Jedi Fallen Order game which is good not a direct connection but um, again I can't get into details I don't want to spoil anything but there you have it I mean I'm still conflicted (laughs) I'm like I'm like Darth Vader at, at the end of Return of the Jedi but overall I liked it but it was not the movie I was hoping for so there you go but as a being a part of the Star Wars franchise you know it definitely has a place, and it's definitely uh something i will i even watch I still watch the prequels every now and then, so yeah all right <laughs> I, think, I hope some of that made sense. Let's move on <laughs> to the video game world uh again, I f- believe this came out actually came out in November, but uh the bulk of it I was playing in December, and that is. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And uh I love I love it. It's a great it's it's a great game. Again, not perfect. A few things here and there like I'm I'm not crazy about the wall running and stuff. It's okay, but uh, it feels pointless to me. Um and I haven't really noticed any major glitches luckily. I've heard in the beginning there were some that Really affected people's games. I didn't really come across anything, not yet anyway. I haven't beaten the game yet, but I'm very far into it. Um, and yeah, I love it. It's a lot of fun. Um, again, I haven't gotten that far into it, but I kind of wish there were more planets in the game. But that, you know, that's a nitpicky thing, um, and they could always do something about that in the sequel. Um, the combat's fun. Just that you know fighting people with my lightsaber is awesome. The lightsaber is awesome, and it goes through some amazing improvements throughout the game and and that that alone is fun <laughs> and um using your force powers is fun and it the game is fun. that's the best thing I can say about it. The game is fun, and if you haven't tried it yet and you're a Star Wars fan. Don't wait. Get out there. You might even be able to find it used or whatever, or cheaper for now. But get it. It's definitely worth playing. It's not another Battlefront. There are no microtransactions. It is a wonderful, fun, single player game in the Star Wars universe with some really great characters, and it's worth playing. And that's all I have to say about that. So let's move on. Mm. Well, I'm afraid I have to interrupt this episode um, with a, a bit of a somber note because in December we saw some rather tragic deaths. I mean, death is always tragic, but but there are three, three people in particular that... Um, If you're a geek, you're probably very familiar with these people uh, who passed away. And that's very sad. And the first one is, um, and I apologize in advance, I'm probably going to butcher his last name. uh, Rene Aubergenois. Genois. Genois? Genois? Rene Aubergenois. And he, (laughs) he was a great actor. He's done a lot of different things, including... Um, one of the big things he's known for is playing Odo on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Um, but I know him all the way back in his days on the show, the comedy Benson, also starring Robert Guillaume. Um, I used to love him on that show. So, yeah, it was very sad to hear about his passing. Um, he will be remembered fondly. As will this next person who passed away, and that is Carol Spinney, who was the gentleman uh, behind one of the most iconic and beloved characters of all time, and that is uh, Big Bird on Sesame Street. Uh, He did, I know he did the voice, I think he was the puppeteer as well, one of the puppeteers, I believe. Uh, And I believe he also um, was part of the Oscar the Grouch. Um, puppeteer team and um, I'm sure he he did a lot of others as well but yeah he was he was um, I mean you know he was he brought Big Bird to life and I mean who among us in all honesty who how many people have not seen Sesame Street at some point in their lives I mean it's been around for so long and, and it it's it's been a big part of many many childhoods including mine so of course Carol Spinney will be missed as well. And thirdly, another one that surprised me was the actor Danny Aiello. And Danny Aiello is also a bit of a character actor who's I mean if you don't know who Danny Aiello is then you're just not paying attention. Um he was a great actor. He did some great roles and he too will sadly be missed. So yeah, as our little mid-show in memoriam, it's a sad thing to have to do. But those are those are three deaths that I thought were kind of important to the geek universe as it is. But let's move on. Now we're going to talk about some happier stuff, and that is the HBO series Watchmen. Oh, oh, amazing! Again, no spoilers. I really want to spoil stuff, but I'm not going to. Um, So a uh, little history I have with Watchmen, of course. I was a big fan of the comic. I didn't read it when it originally came out, but I read it when they collected it in trade paperback a few years later. And it is an amazing story. If you have not read Watchmen, the comic, you should definitely check it out. It's It's such an excellent book. Although if you're not a comic book reader, it might be a little daunting, but you know, find somebody to help you get through it because it's worth it. Um, and then of course there was a Zack Snyder movie, which should have been really good, but unfortunately, I don't know, it just the I think the pacing of the movie didn't work. And and overall it was kind of boring, unfortunately. Which is not good because it's such an excellent comic book. So <sighs> When I found out that Damon Lindelof was doing a Watchmen TV series, uh, Damon Lindelof of Who Lost Fame, one of the shows I used to love, um, as well as, I don't know, many other shows, or a few other shows at least. Um, when I found out he was going to do Watchmen. I was very intrigued and... You know, i had seen in interviews and stuff that he is a big fan of the comics, so that gave me some hope. So I was like, "Yeah, maybe, maybe this thing won't be so bad." I'll, you know, I'll reserve judgment until I see it, which you should do anyway. But you know, we all do it. We always, we all prejudge things, and you know, we shouldn't. But it just—it's human nature. But anyway, so the show started, and the first episode. Again, no spoilers, but the first episode showed a um a massacre, a historical massacre that nobody really knows about and brought that back to life, which I've since read articles on on what happened that day and it was tragic. And surprising that that's how they would open the show. And but but what after that moment of watching those couple of minutes of television, I was instantly hooked. I was like, this show, I don't know what we're in store for, but this show is going to be something. And boy, was it. It was, again, I'm trying not to spoil anything, but it had so many layers to it and layers and layers and things. It, its It's definitely a show you have to pay attention to because everything matters. And everything has a payoff. Like, everything. I can't think of anything that didn't have a payoff of some sort. And the show, it came to a conclusion that was absolutely brilliant. Just the entire weaving of everything, once it came together, it just blew my mind. And I absolutely loved it. And... It's definitely, it's definitely, if not, I don't know yet if I can call it my favorite show. I want to watch it again. I'm going to watch it again. I want to so bad, but it's definitely up there. It's definitely one of the best shows I have ever seen in my entire 45 years of existence. Oh, I'm going to be 46 next month. Anyway, (laughs) so Watchmen, watch it, love it, enjoy it. Pay attention to it because it's a deeply involved story. And if you loved the comic, you will definitely love this show. And I have spoken to some people that didn't read the comic, but even they love the show. So, um, yeah, it, it, this it's, it's almost perfect. It's just about as close to perfect as you can get. All right. So let's move on. Ah, next up, we have the Netflix series, The Witcher, starring Henry Cavill. Now, The Witcher, I don't have a lot of experience with. I have not re- read the books, and I have not played the video game yet. Um, but I, I knew a little bit about this world, the world of The Witcher and, and the, the character and everything. I, I had a rudimentary knowledge. Um, through you know friends that know The Witcher and articles they've written and such. And um, the show is really interesting. It does some really interesting things with storytelling. Um, almost as interesting as the stuff they do on Watchmen story-wise. But I can see the one thing about The Witcher is... I can see it being confusing for people because they kind of jump around the timelines a bit, and they never specify where or when they are. Um, now, I had before watching The Witcher, I had watching The Witcher, I had read an article that explained the timeline. So while I was watching it, everything was making sense to me because I understood what was going on with the timeline. So uh I'm kind of I'd kind of like to talk to somebody who didn't understand the timeline to get their thoughts on the show. I really love the show. I really enjoyed it. I thought Henry Cable did a fantastic job. Uh I thought the entire cast was fantastic. Um they did some it's a really great story, again, and I loved it. Um, but again, I could see this I could see this being a problem for people who do not understand what's going on with the timeline. That could I could see that affecting their enjoyment of the show. So I'm glad I read the article that I read about the timeline that helped me sort through it. Um the only the only other thing the only other The only other problem I have with the show is that, uh, allegedly season two is not coming out until 2021. So we have over a year to wait for the the sequel. So, uh, I mean, I'm going to have to watch season one again before that happens, but I I might as well wait until it gets closer to season two coming out. But I will, I think I will definitely watch it again. Um, so, oh, um, the one thing I can say about the show which is, which is how I personally know it's good, is it has made me want to go and read the books and play the video game now. I want to see, I want more of this world. So I might do that. I think, I, I think I'll do that at some point. Yeah, it'd be, Actually, it might be a good idea to read the books and play the game before season two comes out. So maybe it's a good thing it's going to be a ways away. <laughs> anyway, that tells me it was good. If it makes me want to, you know, go back to the source material. All right, moving on. Like I said, kids, December was a big month, <clears throat> and in fact, um, I so I got to finally watch the third season. Although technically, it's the first half of the second season. I guess. anyway. Uh, the toys that made us came back uh and this this season was cool but not as cool because you know most 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 of my favorite stuff has been covered already G.I. Joe Transformers etc but you know there are plenty of other things so this season um was covered Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh My Little Pony Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and wrestling toys and i mean I love this show. So even I even love the episodes about like, you know, I loved the Barbie episode, even though I don't give a hoot about Barbie or my little um, hello kitty. Same thing with my little pony. Uh, My sister used to play with them a lot, but, you know, I I don't care about my little pony. I'm not a brony. But anyway, it was still a fascinating episode. I love the way they do. They tell the stories. Um, behind the toy lines it's fascinating it's interesting and um, it's always fun so you get things like you know with the wrestling toys you get you get this great story about wrestling um, gaining in popularity and when it hit its height of popularity and how the toys um, kind of rose with them and fell with with them and everything fascinating story or the the story of of how the my little pony was not even really supposed to be anything when it first came out. it was just kind of a throwaway idea and uh you know the, or the power rangers and and how that all the different things it went through Is I just, I love this kind of stuff. It's fascinating to me, but one of the best, the best episode in this season, I would have to say is the teenage mutant Ninja Turtles, because I've been a fan of the turtles since the original comic. Uh, and I've been a fan of uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird since then. And so if you know anything about the turtles history and the history between Eastman and Laird, you know the 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 turtles franchise kind of ended up splitting them up, the two friends in, in a sad story, but they kind of had a little bit. They had a bit of a reunion for the, for the this episode of the toys that made us, and it was really really nice. It was nice to see. It was nice to see them back together again. And I'll admit it, I got a little a little verklempt, a little choked up there. Um. So, yeah, it was nice. Not only was it a great episode about, a, you know, a fascinating toy line, but it was also a nice little reunion show as well. And that's, you know, it's things like that that I like to show. It's, it's, it's not just an ordinary documentary. It's more of a personal kind of thing. They really get into, I mean, these are the gang that makes this show. These are the toys they loved as well. So they, sh- you know, they... It shows in the episodes. So check out the new season if you haven't yet. And if you've never watched this show, definitely watch. It's a great show. It's, it's just fascinating and fun. And all of these toys, toy lines have gone through some crazy, crazy stuff. And it's just unbelievable. And speaking of which, let us move on to the another series from the guys that the gang that does the toys that made us and this is called the movies that made us and their first season came out and their first season is four episodes and they do episodes about Ghostbusters, Die Hard, Home Alone, and Dirty Dancing. So I'm kind of meh. I'll watch the I've only so far I've only watched the Ghostbusters one. I will eventually watch them all just because Just like with the toys, even if it's one I'm not that crazy about, it still might be, it'll still probably be interesting to see the the behind-the-scenes stuff and find out things. So, like I said, the only one I've watched so far is the Ghostbusters episode, but it was, it was so awesome. I love, it tells you, they tell you the story of how Ghostbusters came about, how it, I mean, it's not a behind-the-scenes, it's not a, it's not about how the movie, Technically, got made. It's about the story of how you know Dan Aykroyd came up with the idea and how he you know he 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 wanted to get Belushi to do it, but then Belushi died, and then you know how they got Bill Murray to do it, and you know getting Harold Ramis to come on and make it even better, and all this, and it's it's just a great story of how the movie was made, of how the movie how everyone came together to make the movie, and. It's it's a very similar style to The Toys That Made Us, so I really enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to watching the rest. I'm even going to watch the Home Alone and Dirty Dancing ones, even though I kind of don't really care about those movies that much. But, you know, it should still be interesting. Speaking of interesting... Finally. So this is this is kind of like The Witcher in a way. But finally, after... I don't know what year and a half, somewhere around there. Season two of lost in space has finally come out. And at this point in time, I'm about halfway through the the season and I loved the first season. It was amazing. And so far the second season is doing really well. It's, it's holding up. It's, 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 uh, it's really good. And it looks like it's going to be getting even better. So I'm really happy about that. You know, sometimes, some sometimes you see a show that's really great. And then, you know, the second season comes out and they kind of lost something. I don't, I, I think there's still, I think this show is still just as exciting in season two as season one. And, uh, I'm, I'm just really enjoying it. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And the characters are all great. The family's great. The Robinson family um parker posey's great as dr smith um she really she really does a good job of not of making making it unclear what her objectives are at any given point so sometimes you're like why i what what is it What's her game there, but maybe there is no game, or maybe, I don't know, so she's doing really good on that, in fact, the whole cast is really good, I really, I really, I really like this show, I didn't think I could like a reboot of Lost in Space, you know, remember the Lost in Space movie, yeah, with um, Joey from Friends, whose name escapes me at the moment, the actor, but anyway... Uh, Yeah, that uh, uh, wasn't so good, but so, you know, I wasn't sure how this show would be, but this show is, this show is excellent. They do a really good job on it. Uh, Just absolutely, absolutely wonderful, fun, entertaining, and uh, adventurous. And that leads me to my final topic. As December saw the first 3 episodes in the 5 episode crossover event for the CW superhero shows the Arrowverse as it's known um and of course that is being that is called that is titled Crisis on Infinite Earths so if you know anything about DC if you're a fan of the shows fan of the comics that they originated from you probably have a pretty good idea of what crisis on infinite earth is as a whole um it was an amazing just mind-blowing crossover comic back in the day and so far these first three episodes of the of the show the crisis on infinite earth's arrowverse crossover have been really good as well. And one thing that's made them so good is the fun cameos that have been it, been in it. Um cameos such as Burt Ward, uh Robert Wool, Will Wheaton was in it for a moment. Uh Kevin Conroy who did the voice of Batman on the animated series gets to play, well, Bruce Wayne, but you know, um a future Bruce Wayne. Uh, they did an interesting thing where they had Brandon Ralph play the Kingdom Come Superman, and so he's playing. He was playing Superman and the Atom at the same time. That was fun, and it's just a whole a whole fun list of of cameos and stuff. And and the the story was they they're doing a really good job with the story. Um, um, yeah, it's been it's been really fun and entertaining, and. So the conclusion comes in January, the final two episodes. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they wrap things up. I would say, um, the other thing I liked is they um, they introduce, they have two characters from the comic, a character called Harbinger and a character called Pariah. I, I'm glad they included them in the show. And, um, they've been played by some familiar faces. That's all I will say. Uh, the only thing that the, the only downside for me, and it's nothing major again, it's just kind of a nitpicky thing is, and, uh, some of my friends have mentioned this as well. They haven't really, they didn't really get to the anti monitor. Who's the big main villain of the crisis until the very end of the third episode. So, they're kind of going to have to wrap everything up in these two final episodes, which could be a lot to put in two episodes. So I'll be very curious. I'm very curious to see how they do it, how they conclude it, how they wrap it up. And also what the state of the Arrowverse will be after this crisis is over because in the comics, the reason it's called Crisis of Infinite Earths is basically it, it destroys the multiverse and brings everything down to one universe. Universe, what was that? Anyway, uh, it, it brings everything down to one universe. So a lot of people end up dying, but some people survive their multiverse to come to the final universe. So I'm wondering if that's what they're gonna do and they're gonna bring all of the shows into one universe finally. Because we know like Supergirl is another Earth and Black Lightning's a different earth, and you know. So we'll see where, what happens with that. It's gonna be very interesting. But there you have it, kids. That is it for my review of the month of December. There was, like I said, a lot of stuff. Um some really, really good stuff. Um, and nothing really bad overall. So there you go. December was a good month, but now we're in a new year. So I wish you all a very happy new year. I hope 2020 is good to you. We'll see. It's going to be a year. I'll tell you that much, but anyway, um, happy new year. If you haven't checked out any of the things I have talked about here, check them out. They're all, I think they're all worth checking out at least, and hopefully you will enjoy them. So that will be it for this episode of the New England Society of Geeks podcast. Um, As I said, I hope to kind of make this a monthly thing. So stay tuned for that. And, um, you know, stay tuned for some of the other ideas I have for this show coming up. In the meantime, um, as always, I am your host, Derek. I thank you all for listening. I very much appreciate it. I would love to hear any feedback you might have, um, and you can listen listen to the credits of the show to find out how to get in touch with the New England Society of Geeks. In the meantime, stay safe out there, enjoy yourselves, enjoy life, and, you know, try to be a good person. Good night, everybody. Since my customary farewell would appear oddly self-serving, I shall simply say, good luck. If you would like to contact the New England Society of Geeks podcast, you can do so by emailing us at nesogpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at nesogpodcast. And you can find us on Instagram at n-e-s-o-g pod in addition you can find us on facebook at our new england society of geeks page and while you're at it we would really appreciate it if you could give us some ratings or reviews on wherever you listen to us it would help other people find us and enjoy us as much as you hopefully do we thank you all for listening